A very good afternoon, everyone out there. Welcome to another live broadcast of the Potter's Gate. This is the voice of Isaiah Phillips Akintola. I want to especially welcome you this afternoon once again to our live training. This is a teaching that we have been bringing for a while now, even though we had uh, a little break during the Easter uh, period. So, But uh, we're back today. I just sense that we need to start again. Thank you so much, Sister Tina, for connecting. I'm also trying to see how we can look at uh, other platform to connect uh, this afternoon. So hopefully the Lord will help us with that. Uh, well, uh, we are going to continue our life training, our teaching. This teaching is geared to us empowering and developing us in in the in the nature of uh, the the spiritual environment, in the ability to function. But when I when we say function, basically we're talking about living within the context of uh, our divine life in Christ Jesus. There is a there is a place, there is a reality, there's a there's a realm that we've been ordained to live and to function from. And uh, we know that many of us are not familiar with that uh, uh, environment, that new life, that position of the new man, that position of the heavenly life. And therefore, we felt uh, this training will help us to get to understand that environment, get to understand that you know uh, 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 life. So this is why we're doing this teaching. This is not really to make people prophets <laughs> as much as if you stick to what we're talking about, it will be a good foundation to help you to begin to understand what the prophetic ministry is. All right. So that's it. But my, my, my heart, my focus in this training is not just to raise prophets. All right. Uh, uh, it was it was uh, Moses who declared right, when uh, uh, some guys came to say to him that uh, uh, Moses, we found some guys in the camp who are also prophesying, and your and your spirit, you didn't lay hands on them. <laughs> These guys were shocked that you know that when when in when Moses all right laid you know his hand on uh, on the seventy they were supposed to you know, uh, uh, help in, in carrying out the work of the temple and the work of the administration, uh, you know, of the camp in the movement of the people of God. The Bible talk about a few group of people that were not, you know, uh, at the meeting, you know, in that uh, 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 powerful prophetic meeting, but they, they were inside the camp. And guess what? The spirit also fell on them and they began to prophesy too. And so some people met them and said, wow, you guys are also doing the same thing. And you guys have not been really laid, you know, hands has not been laid out on you by Moses. So they quickly ran to report to Moses. They say, something is happening. <laughs> Moses, I, 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 it doesn't work like that. My desire, my prayer is that, that all the people of God, amen, all the people of God should be prophets. Wow. So it's from this perspective that, you know, I am looking at what we're dealing with. Like I said, the prophetic, amen, is not just a, an office that we function in. The prophetic, amen, is a life, is a position, is is the, is the is the if you will, is is the is the culture, is the concept, is the is the is the culture. That's the word. Is the culture, is the environment, amen, of our spiritual normalcy. It, that the functioning in the prophetic should not be some wild thing. All right. Of course, we've got people who. Who, who are called to be prophets and their position and their calling and office, of course, is 
different from the general, the general, you know, uh, uh, reality of us born into, you know, that environment that is called the kingdom. Remember, the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, everything flows from Christ, everything functions from Christ. So if you if you are in Christ and and you are you are estranged to you know to his life because the prophetic is the life of God we've been talking about that if you've been following what we've been talking about we've been defining what the prophetic is and what the prophetic means and we will still continue to define it all right the basic the basic understanding we almost have as christian is that we are all exposed we are all being birthed into amen the life of god the spirit of god is upon us and therefore we can function amen within you know the reality of his his his, his, his intentions for us all right but then there are okay if you will the an advanced and executive reality of that ministry of that you know dimension of the prophetic office and that's a different dimension okay i'm not dealing with that we we will deal with that as the lord grant us amen the grace but for now as the people join us my desire is that the lord will place his spirit upon every one of us all right that we develop that we grow that we come to understand who we are that we come to realize, amen, that certain things we can do, amen, without us looking for the prophets, without us looking for, you know, some apostles, without us looking from looking for some elder to, you know, to, to sanction, to approve, you know, certain things, all right? Because we all have the Spirit of God. And if we have the Spirit of God, we should be able to function to a certain degree. We should be able to execute, amen, certain, you know, uh, authority, certain reality. We should be able to do certain things, all right, that we don't need anybody. You, you don't need, you don't need me all right to do that thing if i teach you the things that i'm teaching you right now if if our pastors our leaders amen will open their house and allow this kind of flow this kind of ministry this kind of grace into their house everybody in the house in fact their job will be you know will be will be less painful okay this kind of teaching amen is to help to relieve men of god but you see when they when they hear this kind of teaching they see it you know as a as a teaching of rival no this guy is trying to rival us no is it because when we teach the right thing guess what our job become a bit more easier when people are developed in the right, you know, spiritual atmosphere, when people are given the right spiritual truth, when you eat the right spiritual food and right spiritual meal, guess what? You will grow, you will develop, all right? Certain disease and sickness will be far from you. Yes, what you eat, amen, is the best medicine. What you eat is the best medicine. What you eat is the best medicine. So we've got to understand that what we are feeding, amen, is to, is to help the body of Christ grow, is to help the body of Christ mature, is to fast track, amen, that, that position where the Bible says still will come to the full mature state, amen, of Christ. That's where we want to go to. That's where our eyes is on. So basically I'm functioning within the position, within the call of my own ministry to equip the saints that's what the bible says equipping the saints is beyond just going to church and being summonized all right it's good to go to church it's good to have you know part to be part of the community of the same but we say where we gather like that we should be built we should be equipped we should be empowered we should be developed we should be resourced amen to make the work of the pastor easier amen to make the work of you know the the, the ministry gift easier okay and you if you notice the word the, the, the scripture they use in Ephesians, it says to equip it means you got to train people it means you've got to empower people it means you have to develop people it means you have to put into people certain things that is not there you have to awaken certain things that is not there and of course that's what we are doing 
And that's what we'll continue to do. So once again, I want to welcome you to, you know, our life school. This is this is our life school. This is our, you know, training, you know, a, a session where we continue to empower people. What a time we have this morning. What an impartation of the spirit. I just felt I need to, you know, drop that in. What, what a release of the spirit. Wow. We give thanks to God. Over 200 people plus today connected, you know, watching online. I mean, it's been viewed, you know. So I'm just giving thanks to God for what the Lord is doing. It is my prayer that will continue to push this thing that will continue to support what the lord is doing and continue to advance the purpose of god and the demand of god hallelujah for this new day something is happening and what is happening is that god is using us to shift the atmosphere to shift things amen in community in society and in the nation and we're giving clarity and credence amen to what god is doing so i am so excited i tell you in my body i felt like resting because i mean i just finished you know, uh, uh, posting some of the things that we shared this morning, finally got to post them online. It's not an easy thing. Sometimes it takes you, you know, hours just to post, just to make sure that those things are there on the social media where people can then benefit. In fact, I, I, I'm not done. But so if, if in my own, you know, uh, you know, physical body, I would have said, oh, I think I need to rest. But I said to myself, no, I promised I was going to be here 10 o'clock. Of course, I couldn't make it. 12 o'clock, I said, all right, we, we have to, we have we got to just, just a push this thing. We want to push this thing. So this is the zeal of the Lord, amen, that is pushing us. And this zeal is being mixed with knowledge. So please, I need all your prayers. I need all your support. I need all your uh, 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 prophetic word. Whatever you can release, just release it there. Even if I cannot hear, I will pick it by the spirit. But thank you so much this afternoon for connecting with me. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, uh, uh, Sister Nkumisa, Brother Derek, and Sister Tina. Thank you so much, everyone, for connecting. I thought I saw the uh, 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 thumbprint of uh, uh, um, um, Elder Williams. I'm not sure, but okay. Let's go on. So we're dealing with understanding the prophetic spirit and its functionality. Okay. This is this is the topic. This is uh, uh, the two uh, uh, objective that we are dealing with. Understanding the prophetic spirit. And its functionality. I had a wonderful uh, chat with you know uh, uh, somebody somebody yesterday, all right. And this lady was speaking to me about you know the idea of she wanting to grow in the concept of you know interpretation of tongues, you know. And uh, some of the things, of course, we, you cannot begin to type all of these things. So I I sent her you know uh, some voice note, and she was like, wow. You know, it's 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 about environment. It's about relationship. Many of the many of the grace and the giftings, particularly in the prophetic, all right, are imparted via relationship, via relationship, via relationship, and that means that we have to be open. We have to be truthful. We have to be sincere. You know, a lot of people just want hands to be laid. For for all I care, you know, somebody who is gifted can lay hands on you to receive, you know, certain grace or certain gifts. All right, can impart certain things into your life. But guess what? If they have bad attitude, that also can be imparted into your life. That's why the scripture says we need to be careful, amen, how we, we allow people to lay hands on us. It's very important that you don't just say because that man is gifted, so please lay hands on me. You gotta, you better believe it that every other thing that in his life, all right. If the man is wayward, you can be wayward and be gifted, amen. You can have all kinds of things, all right, with mixed with the gift. If that is part of, if that is part of what this person carries, guess what? You will be gifted, but you also be struggling in those things. So I learned that from where I came out from. And, and, and thank God for, I remember there was a book I, I read years ago, The Transference of Spirit. I think it was written by this man called Alexander. Alexander. 
It used to be with uh, uh, used to be with uh, uh, the team of Annexness, um, and is it Annexness? Now I'm not sure who wrote it, but I know it's not Maurice um, um, Sarulo. I know it's not Mar but it used to be in the team of you know Dr. Maurice Sarulo. I'm just seeing, if, thinking if I can find any of the book here, but I, I don't even have that book. And, and I cannot remember seeing any other, any other material that speaks on transference of spirit. I don't know why I'm bringing that up now. I don't know. That just came to my spirit now. But that is something that, you know, now we need to begin to look into things like that. And I believe that some of the teachings that we are dealing with, all right, some of these teachings that we're dealing with will help us to understand I know sometimes I can be very fast. I guess when the Lord touched my lips, <laughs> it, it just, it, I, guess, I guess it put, put me on a fast lane. <laughs> All right. So please, uh, that's why you need to listen to the teachings again, particularly the audio. I always emphasize on the audio. You know why? Because when you listen to the audio, you're not distracted by all of the images and pictures you can well, maybe because that's what I do. I like to listen to my audio than the video. All right. And that gives you, you know, uh, it draws you back to certain things or it highlights certain things that you never picked. Okay, so please, what I'm saying is go back and listen to it again in case you don't catch everything that I'm saying. And, uh, and, and this man talked about transference of spirit. And I think the concept of understanding the spirit world, of course, that's part of the things that we want to understand in the prophetic. And in fact, that is what I am dealing with. That is not just about being able to prophesy. Remember that being able to prophesy is just, it's just, a, it's just a drop, amen, in the ocean, amen, of that which is called the prophetic, amen. Being able to prophesy is just a drop, a drop in the ocean. All right. Being able to see vision is just a drop. Being able to, you know, you know, have dreams is just a drop. All right. What we're talking about when we talk about the prophetic is to come into the scope, into the into the environment of that which is defined as the spirit of Christ. The spirit of Christ is not something that is just contained by a man. The spirit of Christ. Amen. The universe cannot contain the spirit of Christ. The universe. I didn't say the world. I didn't say, you know, planet Earth. I said the universe cannot contain, cannot contain the revelation, amen, of who Christ is. And in that, in that dimension of the spirit of Christ, amen, what, what, what expresses that spirit is called prophetic. So the prophetic is not just about the future. It's not just about the past. It's not just about the present. The prophetic is about the nature, the character, hallelujah, the life of a being that is called God. And this God is captured in a, in a title called our Lord Jesus Christ. Now what I've just said is very vital. This is what many of the prophets who are out there do not know, including those who are in the cutting edge of giving prophetic vision. You know, it's not enough to have vision about nations. What source that vision, all right, must stream through Christ or else you might just be operating, amen, in a familiar spirit and you are still using the word of God to back it up. I thought I was crazy when the Lord was sharing this thing to me. Until the Lord led me back to the book on Jesse, uh, uh, um, Jesse Penn Lewis. This is a material I cannot let go of. Because this, this, this book is just highlighting and helping me 
to you know to see things to understand what the lord is saying and to to be able to you know give you know credence to even some of the things that you know the lord have told me and shared with me that you you, you look around but it's like nobody's talking about this thing maybe i've not found them and i'm not trying to be ex exclusive i'm just saying i'm this is just what i'm saying all right sometimes you, people would well, what are you talking about but well, what you're talking about are the things that, you see, because the things of God is to the degree that you passionate, long for it. It's to the degree they will reveal it to you. You can long for the things of God and all you have is 30, 30 fold of that thing. It's the same truth, but all you have in that same singular truth is 30 fold. Some will desire it and all they will get is 60 fold. And some are saying, no, no, I'm not even, I'm not satisfied. These guys are there like Oliver Twist. They want more. There's more of God. I just want more. <laughs> and they say, okay, come, we'll take you more. It's to how far you want to go. That's the life amen, of immortality. It's to how far that you want to go. If you want to experience the life of God now, you will experience it. Guess what, friends? We have not even begun to come into the first day that we saw, you know, the, the early apostles, amen, the, the apostles of the Lamb. I mean, there's a man who just walked in a place called Gaza. He just finished baptizing somebody. And right, boom, he disappeared from there. He appeared somewhere else. What are you going to say about that? It's all still captured amen, in, the, in the prophetic. They call it Philip's transport. <laughs> you talk about teleporting in this last day. You're talking about people moving from one point to another. Listen, you're going to see that church appear. <clears throat> but all of this will have to do with you know, the, 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 the desire, you know, and desire comes with consecration. Desire comes with, you know, purity of life. Desire comes with passion, longing. Desire comes with how much do you want it? How bad do you want it? It's like Anna. She said, give me, give me a child or I die. <laughs> give me a child or you have to. You're not looking for a child. You're looking for Christ to be formed in you. You're looking for Christ, amen, to be to be formed until Christ. They say until Christ, the formation of Christ, amen, is the enjoyment, is the expression, amen, of one who has a standing, that upright life, that resurrected life. Hallelujah. It's it's how far you want it. Some people will look at this thing that I'm saying, they say, This guy's crazy. I mean, who wants to live this kind of a life? Well, that's you. Some people say, well, give me more. I'm not ready. I give, excuse me. I, I want more. I want more. You're holding back. You will give, give me more. Give me more punch. Throw, throw more punch to me. Because the more punch you throw to me, the more stronger I become. The more I'm ready, amen, to fight the Goliath. Have you noticed that's what happened in the, in the boxing ring? Yes. Yes. They make you go through some hard training. So that when you, are, when you face the real enemy, Okay, and the and the guy gives you a good one, and he thinks, "Wow, this one, I'm gonna finish him," and he sees you bounce back, I'm like, "Wow," and he comes, he gives you another one, you're still standing, wow, yes, because you were trained by the best. That's the difference. When people get knocked down, all right, sometimes it's not because those guys are not strong; it's because they were not ready to take the training of the coach. You know, while I was growing up, I did a little bit of martial art. Just just while I was growing up. I love, I, love, I love a little bit of karate. So all of that. And one of the things that I learned back in those days, amen, is how to take, you know, hard punches. How to take it. All right? It's all in your mind. All of this thing that they're teaching in Asia, all right, is all in the mind. These are things we should be teaching some of our people. I'm not saying going to yoga. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying we need to discover our body. We need to know who we are. 
How do you think Jesus took the pain on the cross? You think it was not painful? But the joy that was set before him. <laughs> For the joy that was set before him. And I'm talking about Elijah said to Elijah, go back. I'm done with you. <laughs> Go back. I'm, I've given you for 22 years. You've been with me. Now it's time to be released. It's time to go. You've learned so much. You've experienced so much. You've seen me done so much. You've learned all the tricks. I've imparted things into your life. Elijah, Elisha, it's time to go. Go. The Lord has sent me to Bethel. Go. <laughs> Elisha said, Master, <laughs> tell me something else. I'm not ready to go. Where, where you go, we'll go together. Better we're going together. What am I saying? In fact, not what I'm saying. It's what the Spirit of God is saying to somebody because this is not what I'm planning to say. I just quickly want to share some things with you. My plan was to, you know, to spend, you know, 15 minutes, then they will be done, then I'll, I'll take time to rest. But here's the Lord speaking to somebody. Maybe speaking to all of us, but I know God is speaking to somebody in particular. How far do you want to go? How bad do you want the things of the Spirit? Not for yourself. Not for yourself. No, no, no. If you make it for self, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get it. If you want it for self, you are not going to get it. <laughs> let me just, let me tell you now. If you want it for self to show off, all right, I can prophesy. I can, I'm sorry, you're not going to get it. But if you really want the things of God so bad that you are ready to take the punch of Isaiah, then follow me. Because I'm going to hit you sometimes below the belt. In other words, ouch. Oh, Lord. That, that hurts. Yeah, you're going to take it. You're going to take it. Because that's how I grew up. That's how I got trained up. That's why, you know, I can live in the wilderness. And still rejoice in the Lord. That's why I can get up every day. And heaven pours something fresh into my life. I'm just sharing some secret with you. Go back. How far do you want to go? Do you want to stay on the outer court? Do you want to stay in the inner court? There is a, there's a lot of revelation. Have you noticed that's where a lot of people are right now? They're in the inner court. They're in the holy place. All the revelation they're preaching right now. Many of the revelation, many of our so-called prophets and apostles are preaching are all in the second day. The feast of the weeks. But after the feast of weeks, there's another feast. <laughs> we've left Passover. We've come. We've left resurrection. Oh, come on. Oh, hallelujah. We have left resurrection. We have come to the fix, feast of feast. It's called Pentecost. We've left that. But that's where a lot of people are right now. When the Lord is saying, I want you to enter into the in-gathering. The final, we are approaching the final reality, amen, of the harvest. We are coming into where the heart of the Father will be pleased. But we, a lot of people want to sit in that second reality <clears throat> because there's so much activity there. There's so much life there. There's, that's where you've got prayer. That's where you've got, you know, the basin of incense. You've, you've got, you know, uh, uh, the washing, the, 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 the basin of washing. You know, you've got prayer. You've got incense there. Come on. You've got the shoe bread. Come on. That's where you have the, 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 the candlelight. Amen. The seven candlelight. You've got revelation. All of that. I mean, that's ministry. <laughs> Come on. What I'm sharing with you right now, the things I shared with our people years ago when I was a pastor. This thing I'm, I'm telling you right now, the Lord just reminded me. If you get yourself amen, caught up 
with all of the activity in the second day. Have you noticed that in the third day, you hardly find an, you hardly find an activity? <laughs> because the activity is captured by, <laughs> by the image of a man. <laughs> but to enter that order, all of the things that you know you've learned must be sacrificed on that second position. They have to behead you. Nobody goes into the holies of holy, amen, with his own head intact. You don't come there with, with your own wisdom. You don't come there with your own knowledge. You don't come there with your understanding. You don't come there, hallelujah, with your own strength and power or whatever you think you have achieved. No, when you come into that holy place, holy, holy place, you lay it all down. You're ready to enter into the holies of holy. It's a gateway. Amen. That's why John had to behead, be beheaded. That's why Jesus had to die. We have to die to enter into the holies of holy or else you're not going to make it. Are you getting this? So it's it's going to be painful. It's going to be challenging. Yes, they will challenge. They will touch amen, all of your value system. They will touch your identity. Your, 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 all of the things that you have inherited. All right? How the world defines you as a woman. How the world defines you as a man. How the world defines you as a wife. How the world defines you as a husband. How the society looks at you. How church defines you. All of that, they will touch it. And you'll be crying. Because your world will be coming to an end. <laughs> All the identity that you've accepted will, come, will be coming to an end. And you will feel like you, you're losing yourself. You're losing your mind. You don't know anything again. They say, yes, that's the, that's the pathway to get it. You want to touch God. You want to touch his life. You want to be a carrier amen, of, of what is called the power of the age to come. They say, well, we have to strip you all of this because all of those things that you have inherited are weight and they will stop you from entering into the things of the spirit. So that even when, amen, they introduce, you know, powerful kingdom principle to you on a platter of deception, you can trace it. The thing is looking nice on top, but then that your discernment is so sharp that you can see what is holding that thing on the bottom. You say, yeah, this thing is looking beautiful. It's this sound kingdom. But what is behind it is an agenda. So these are all of the things that the Lord will begin to help us. But that some of these things, they may not show you at the outer court. Because it's for 30-fold. It's just... <laughs> Let my people go. <laughs> All right? And maybe when you enter the holies of holy, you, you now begin to touch power. You now begin to sound kingdom. You now begin to touch, you know, some dimension. Now you can pray for people. People, things are happening. Miracle is taking place. You know, deliverance is taking place. Maybe you start your own church. In the, all of that is in the second day. You know, people start coming to the church. Hallelujah. Now you start getting busy. You have no time for God again. Hallelujah. It's a man of God. Let, let, let's go on to the Lord. Ah, so God, we're doing ministry. God is helping us. In fact, next tomorrow, I've got, an, I've got a meeting in, you know, in Jamaica. You know, from, from Jamaica, I'll be flying down to Swaziland from Swaziland and I'll be connecting you know a <clears throat> connected flying to, to 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 Dubai from Dubai I'll be on my way to India wow man of God you're busy yes you see the Lord has really helped us you know I sometimes when, when all these men of God is telling saying where they're flying to and I'm like hey but this all this thing cost money and I'm like okay so I hope you know uh, people in the house they, I, I hope they have they have eaten <laughs> i hope i hope their life is in rather than, or, or else you're flying all over the place but you've got people in the house who are still hungry who still need your presence who still need you to feed them not just with physical food but even with spiritual food 
And you can do all of that successfully on the second day. And, you know, you, you enter into that position of, you know, of, of, of deception, of, you know, delusion that you think you have arrived. And they said, there remains another dimension. There remains another dimension. And you're looking at that thing from afar and say, hey, but this thing doesn't look glamorous. Because they say, in the holies of holy, it's all dark. Is all dark there. The only thing you find, amen, is the is the you know is the is the furniture that represents, amen, the, you know, the presence of God. Yes, the the ark of the covenant. That's all you find there. Nothing else. There's nothing flamboyant. There's nothing, and and they have to even open your eyes for you to see. The light of God in you have to begin to shine for you to see and for you to see the place of divine unity because the cherubim, amen. The the Bible says their wings, you know, to touch touch each other. Or rather the seraphims. The seraphims are the guidance. They're the guidance of the, of the presence of God. The Bible says everything they do amen, is connected. Their wings, they touch each other. Everything has to be connected. There's a divine synchronization. There's, have you noticed that all of the things that is, that is in, in the holies of holy, everything is connected together. And in that, in that box you find, amen, you know, the, 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 the manna, you find the rod of, of Moses, the board. <laughs> like, is this ministry? <laughs> this is the ultimate of ministry. And then they define the place as a mercy seat. Mercy seat. When we're supposed to be doing ministry in the outer court, where there is activity, you know. Nobody gets to know you amen, in the holies of holy. It's sealed. Except God wants to reveal you. Except God wants to showcase your life, you know use it to make a statement I and the children whom the Lord has given to me are for signs and wonder <laughs> it's not a glamorous place but it's the ultimate when you get to that dimension what men define to be ministry is no longer ministry in fact people will call you a failure until the Lord deploys you to do something they're like wow why don't you stay? Stay with us, please. We'll make you a king. And say, no, sorry. We'll go to the other reality. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? So you, 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 you must want more. You, you got to desire more. You say, stay back. The man said, no, I'm not staying back. I'm going with you. All right? They got to, bet, they got to battle. <laughs> they say, okay, now we're in battle. Now you understand what battle is. There's a breaking of bread. You've seen. I mean, in battle, this guy realized, come on, this is a place of the breaking of bread. And in better, you get to meet El Betel, the God of the house, not just the house. You get to meet the God of Betel, the God El Betel. That's what you find in Betel. If you, if you get to Betel and all you're thinking about is bread, <laughs> it means that you have not really mature. Now you want to find the God of the bread. You want to find the provider, not just the provision. That's what happens. You get to Betel. I'm talking about understanding the prophetic spirit and its functionality. I've not forgotten. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you see, you see, we, 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 can, we can have all the, all, the, all the tools. We can have all the revelation. We can have all the principles and the value system and never still touch the spirit. At Bethel, man of God will say, okay, now you've come to Bethel. So you stay here. I'm going to I'm going to Jordan then from I'm going to Jericho from Jericho then I'm going to Jordan. <laughs> Eli, 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 Elisha said, "Haven't you realized that I'm not leaving you?" <laughs> it was when they crossed Jordan, the place of circumcision. Remember, Jordan is the place of what circumcision is the place of of covenant. When they crossed that place. 
Yes, you find you find the house of God when when you cross that when you cross Jordan. For you to cross Jordan, you you must cut another covenant. This is a guy who's been with this man for twenty two years plus. But when he crossed Jordan, when they died together and they resurrected together to the next place, what came out from the mouth of Elijah? Say, so what do you want? There must be something that, that, that is keeping you, that is pushing you, that is, you know, making you to pursue me. That's a typology of how we must chase God. That's just what I'm trying to sh share with us. I'm not sharing about just Elijah and Elisha. I'm giving you a typology. I'm sharing amen, a spiritual principle, a value standard that you never get to a place where you think, finally, let me rest here. They say, this is not your place of rest. You're searching for more. You're longing for more. You're pressing into more. You're desiring the more. You, are, you know, yesterday you got something that wow you. You say, well, that's gone yesterday. It's a brand new day. After they had crossed Jordan. Elijah said, what do you want? Elijah said, well, I want a double portion of what you carry. This guy is bold. Well, see, the boldness now is no longer from a fleshy kind of, all of that is dead. Elisha knew that for him to be able to do what is, what is ahead of him, he needs a double of what Elijah carried. It's a spirit. And if he wanted it, you know, he knew that it's not something you can, you can, you can steal and run, <laughs> and run away. Like a lot of people, they connect to the man of God. They think they can steal something and run away with it. You cannot. Even if you run away with it, by the time you get there, it's not going to work for you. <laughs> it has to be imparted. It has to be imparted. Jacob said, go kill one of those lovely venison that I love. Kill it and bring it. Make me that nice stew. All right. So that when I eat, my spirit can bless you. It flows from within. You see, I'm teaching you from the, from the bowels of my spirit man. I'm not teaching you from here. I'm teaching you from deep down here. So there is, there is an impartation. You see, when you teach from, you know, from passion, you teach from compassion, you teach because you want to impart you teach because you want to elevate a people. You want to bring a people to, a, to their day. Something get to be released. Jesus said, virtue left me. When they crossed to that point of covenant, which very few people actually makes. Very few people get to that point where they cross Jordan. All right? With the grace, with the gift, with the sent one. Very few. Because is it that they're too in a hurry? Or they have an agenda of looking, you know, they're in your house, but they're looking. What can I, what revelation can I take? What revelation can I quickly go steal and <laughs> run away and go preach somewhere? Or, you know, they look, you know, you know, it's like some people come to your house, they're looking around, they're just looking. What, what can I take? That's a lot of, that's how a lot of people treat the things of God. When they, when they come before God, they're looking for gifts. What gift can I see? I, I like that. I like. That. Do you know some people like that when they come to your house? They're looking for what they can, what you can give to them. Hey, can I have that thing? Can I have that one? Can I? Can I have this one? Can I have that one? <laughs> they have not really come to fellowship with you. They just want something they can. Yeah, you know why? Because they're insecure. 
So they think that if they have what you have, all right, if they talk like you, if they act like you, if they have the same thing that you have, it, it gives them a kind of a prestige. You can see that I'm speaking from a depth. And when they come, like, I say, take it, take it. You, you want that? Take it. You, take, 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 go ahead. Take it, take it. When they call you, they're forever asking for something. They're forever asking. They, they, they never call you because they, they want to connect with you, because they, they thought about you and they love you and they really want to connect with you. No, no, no. They're calling because, you know, they must size you up. They must try to pick what, what a man of God. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. You know, the Lord is good. No, no. What do you want? What do you want? They're forever measuring, measuring themselves with you. Say, foolish are they who compare themselves with themselves. They are insecure. They're looking for gift, but they never touch the God of the gift. They're looking for better, but they never touch El Betel, the God of the house. So they go to church, they find a message, but they never touch the God of the house. It's just a principle. I guess this is basically to also tell you that you can, you can listen to all of these teachings that we're doing, all right? but if you don't have the right spirit, if you don't have the right attitude, if your heart is not being circumcised, it was after the circumcision, after the cross Jordan, that the man of God said, Elisha, what do you want? He said, I want a double portion. There's a point, there's a place, there's a time where you ask, where the man of God or the, the gift of God, boom! He said, when you see me go, you can have it. <laughs> that changed my life when I came into the prophetic. That, that single statement that Eli, Eli, Elijah made to Eli, when you see me resurrect, when you see me go, you can have what you want. Huh? How far do you want to track with God? Did you notice that not everyone who saw Jesus at his birth, who were part of Jesus' ministry, all of those multitude that thronged him, that followed him, how many of them saw him go? How many of them were at the cross, at the foot of the cross? Including his own disciples. The Bible only told us about John and his mother. And Jesus, I mean, Jesus committed the welfare of his mother. To John. No wonder the next time you will read about John, the beloved, he opened to us the mystery of the resurrected, of the ascended Christ. Come on, friends. This is what it's all about. It has always been about, about, about relationship. It is the relationship with how we have with him that births the revelation. You can have a third-hand revelation. You can have a second-hand revelation. And you can have an experience. You can have an experience. <laughs> he 
Yes, Lord, I thank you. I thank you. The ship, what God was doing, has landed. You see, the things of God are built up. Messages, truth is built up. I didn't know what God was saying earlier. All of these things that I'm, I'm just speaking. I just speak. Nice, connected to what I want to talk about. Revelation is now the ultimate. Relationship is. But whenever we have a relationship with him, we get a revelation. Whenever we touch his heart, we know his mind. <laughs> Whenever we touch his heart, we get to know his mind. Wow. Every time you, it's like that. Wow. Wow. But you have to touch his heart first. Jesus committed the welfare of his own mother to one who you would say is not part of the family. As I said some time ago, spiritual relationship is stronger than biological, you know, relationship. Many of the things that I've become, that I know, that I've received, that I've become in life has nothing to do with my, my biological family. Are you, are, you, are you tracking with me? There are part of your destiny deposited in certain people. They have been part of my, my life deposited in other people. When I touch those people, ah, I, I was awoken. <laughs> I, I, I discover who I am. When Bible says, when he, when he ascended on high, he gave gift to men. Did you hear that? He gave gift. The gifts are the keys of the kingdom that unlocks your destiny. But those gifts are locked in people. That's why, that's why the enemy takes advantage of people. He uses people because he knows that the, the gift of God, the grace of God, the ministry of God is locked in people. So if I can pollute the people, I can pollute the people from, from you know, entering their destiny. But if you can meet the right people, Ah, you will accelerate. You will journey far. That's why I don't play with, I don't play with relationship. Like my brother Giwa that is connecting with me. I met this man when I was in Johannesburg. I met him when I was in Johannesburg. Most of the time when I go to town and I go to his office and I just sit there. And they would just all just share. And sometimes he fixed my laptop. If, I mean, and most of the when I go to him, he doesn't even take money from me. We came from the same country. I don't know him from Adam. I met him in South Africa. But the Lord has kept our relationship. That's, that's the Lord. We've got, to, we've got to understand there's part of your life locked in people. It's a gift. It's, they lock you there. If you don't touch those people, you will not touch destiny. 
That's what church is all about. Church is not just about people gathering. No, the people gathering must gather because that is their destiny. That's their destiny that connects them to their, you know, to, you know, to their, you know, to whatever heaven has ordained for them. Church, church is a melting point that leads us to connect with our destiny. Things must happen in our life. And I, I feel the impartation taking place. When you follow me. Because I'm, I'm not going to lead you astray. I would dare not. I would rather die to lead you astray. <laughs> Never. These are truth tried and tested. Not from somebody else. These are not taught hand message. This, this is from the shared life of a man that has been thrashed. That has been broken, shattered, scattered. And mended again, sent forth. Hear the word of the Lord. This is the revelation of Jesus. I'm talking about the book of Revelation. When you open the last book, the book of Revelation, this is what you're going to read there. This is the revelation of Jesus. So the book is stuck. Telling us about, amen, the unveiling of a person. Because that's what revelation means. To unveil. It's a mystery, right? Yes. Because people say, the book of revelation is mystery. No. The mystery has been opened. When you first read the first chapter, the first verse. It says, this is the unveiling, hallelujah, of Jesus. Which God gave to him to show his servants. Not one to show his servant what, listen to this, what must soon come to pass. So we can see, amen, the two functions, the two hearts of revelation is about a person and is about what is to be revealed, what is to come. So basically, Jesus is the revealer of that which is to come. <laughs> this is the revelation of Jesus. Revelation means, amen. That which is not of the earth. Uh, that which is ascended. We said some time ago, revelation, amen, is, is connected to from the ascended life, from the resurrected life. When you resurrect with him, you begin to see him. You can know things all right, from down here. But if you connect to the heavenly realm and look at the same thing, you're going to be seeing different things. Your interpretation is going to be different. They said, we used to know Jesus, amen, in the flesh. What flesh? You, we used to know him from his earthly ministry. We used to know him as one who just, you know, provided food, who did miracle, who did this. And all the revelation, all the understanding we have, amen, about Jesus Christ is sourced from his earthly ministry. Hayala mashayanda. It's sourced from the things, all right, that we saw him do. Those things that were documented have become a benchmark of how we define him. But if you would take time and study certain scriptures, amen, like the book of, book of Hebrews, and you begin to study the book of, you know, uh, 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 Revelation, you will know, you will understand that that was the first day revelation we have. But there is yet another reality, a different order of priesthood from the ascended life. That's why you've got to have amen, that anchor of that scripture we read in Hebrews 12, amen, 20, 20, is it 24, 20, you know, we have not come to a mountain that can be touched. 
that is investigated by human hand. That's a false day. That's all what history knew about him. That's why people will come to conclusion and say, no, no, this cannot be God. This guy cannot be God. No, 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 no. But if you understand Jesus from and it takes it takes the spirit, amen, to connect to revelation. And it takes relationship with Christ. Not a relationship that just wants to use him. A relationship that wants to lay down for him to deposit a seed in you. <laughs> you see, every relationship, every true relationship must produce something. When you allow him to deposit his seed in you, ah, something will happen. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what must soon come to pass. So you see those two. That, this is the key to understanding the entire book of Revelation. It's about a person and it's about that which is coming. That which is coming is a vision. It's not something that had happened in history. It's a vision. It's a vision of the end. It's a vision earlier that, that, that will take us to the finish. It's a vision that will bring us earlier to preparing for what is called the millennial reign of Christ. Amen. It's a vision of what we are going to become. It's a vision. Have you noticed that how they describe Jesus in the book of Revelation? It's different from how we know him, amen. From the from the from the epistle, it's different from how we know him, amen. From the you know from from the gospel, you in Revelation you begin to see him as the King of Kings, and in the in the in the epistle in the uh, in the in the gospel, they were calling him to become a king. He ran away. Is a is a king, but he died on the cross. Who, 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 what kind of a king are you? That's why the Pharisees they were like you. What kind of a what kind of a Messiah are you? <laughs> because they didn't understand the ways of God, the principles of God. The time has not come for him to reveal himself as as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. But when you touch the Book of Revelation, when the when they begin to unveil Christ to you, you begin to touch the spirit of prophecy. You begin to have insight. You begin to have depth. You begin to have insight, foresight. You begin to have, you know, the understanding of the mysteries of the wisdom of God locked in a man. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants who, you know, what must soon come to pass. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant, John. And I just told you, the reason why John was qualified to be a custodian of this kind of mystery, I don't know how to describe it, is because he, he's got a heart. John is like a reflection of David. I found a man whose heart is after me. Are you seeing what the Lord kept emphasizing to us? In this training that we've been doing. Lest we talk about some, some act. Some principles and values standard about the prophetic. And not really touch the heart, the heart, the heart of the prophetic. There's so many things we're still going to teach. We're still going to learn. But oh, how we need this solid foundation. So that tomorrow... 
when you certain knowledge comes into your life certain insight comes into your life there this vine of the of, of the prophetic of the prophetic you will not be carried away and you will not be deceived because knowledge can puff up knowledge can make you become arrogant particularly spiritual knowledge spiritual knowledge can be toxic <laughs> you can overdrink yourself <laughs> you understand i'm telling you you can overdrink yourself. Oh, wow. No one like me. You have to be careful. You have to understand. So they will continue to deal with things that will keep you standing. Remember the key word is God is establishing the mountain of his house. That, that word to be established, to be firm, unmovable, unshakable. Upon the foundation of the eternal rock, the rock of all ages. When you, you hear, you see certain things, you're still standing. And the key is, they gave it to John. And I said, Jesus committed the welfare, the nurturing, the protection of his mother to John. This John. This John they called the beloved. Why they call him the beloved? This guy, he so loved Jesus that he didn't hide it. <sighs> Come on. I can't go further. This guy's passion, this guy's hunger, love for Jesus is so real that people would think this guy's a gay. But this guy is just too much in love with the heart of his, of his creator. John knew that the outer shell of Jesus cannot stop or block him from touching his heart. This is what I want you to see. Because many of us, we are carried away by this picture people draw. draw and they say, that's Jesus. That's why they're fighting themselves. This is Jesus. This is Jesus. is not a white man. This is, this is a black man. Some say it's a Caucasian. <laughs> they're fighting themselves. Ah, John said, you can, you can be dealing with the outer man. You can be dealing with the food and be dealing with how you walked on water. But there is something I want to hear in his heartbeat. When that man lay his, his head on the chest of Jesus, I guess he was seeing things. He was touching realms. He was seeing he was saying how the father was describing his son. While Jesus was talking in his, his head, he didn't notice something. Jesus never drove him away. And they never got embarrassed because there's nothing to be embarrassed about. You can imagine the head of John on the chest of my Lord. As he feels his heartbeat. This guy having a vision. He's having a vision. He's hearing angels singing. Sometimes he hears lightnings and thunder and he's scared. He's saying things. And he hears the voice of the Father. This is my beloved Son in whom I'm well pleased. 
John capture And one day he said, if I had to pen down everything that Jesus did, there were things that Jesus never did before the eyes of men that John saw him do. <laughs> he said, if I had to put all of those things down in the book, he said, the entire, the entire, the entire book of the world will not be able to contain. I mean, this one we've got here is a summary upon 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 summary 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 and summary of the things the Lord did. I'm trying to round up now. This is the revelation of Jesus which God gave to his Give to him to show his servants who must, or what must come to pass. He made it known by sending his angels to his servant John. Listen to this. Who testifies, who testifies, who testifies to everything he saw. He testified to everything. I can't remember which day we were talking about giving testimony. You have to be there. Even if you're a child, if you saw something, you must give evidence. John was given an evidence of the things he saw. This is what revelation, this is what the prophetic is all about, friends. Who testifies to everything, who testify to everything he saw. That sight is an elevated one. A sight of the things of the Spirit. A sight of the things he saw. He saw. <laughs> he saw something. That's why the first thing when you, when you come into the prophetic, they ask you, what did you see? You see, Prophets and the company of the of the prophetic, amen, are carriers of testimony of the things they have seen. It's not just, oh, I had a I had a night vision. Yeah, that's good. But there's a realm beyond just having a night vision. They can make you see things that will change your life and change the course of creation forever. There are things still locked in this word that we need to see. There are things still locked in the word that we need to see, we need to know, we need to have as tools that will become our defense, our defense in the days of the end. Who testify, who testify. You know, when you testify, you testify under what? Under an oath. There's no lie. If you lie, if you say things you have never seen, you're in trouble. We testify of the things that is so. Can I leave it like this for today?
Can I just live in anger here? So that we can just think about this. Because I think the Lord just wants us to pick on this concept of the testimony of Jesus Christ. But that testimony came through one who had a first-hand experience. John was with him. He took Peter, James, and John. Yes, those were the three guys he took to go see something. Oh, Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the life of my brethren. Thank you for what you've shared with us. Thank you for my own life. This truth that you are unveiling, that you're revealing, this deposit of life, this is too much, but we need more. We just need our mind to be readjusted so we can take this thing in. Yes, The mortal flesh cannot contain heavenly things. That's why sometimes when you hear of heavenly things, you want to hold your head. It's like, hey, I can't process this thing. God, God. You're trying to use your mind, you know, <laughs> to try to comprehend the things of God. Your mind is going to blow off. <laughs> Father, we, we give you glory. We surrender to you. We submit to you. Continue to lead us. Continue to teach us. Continue to show us your ways. Once again, we pray that your kingdom come. Let your will be done in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you so much, everyone, once again, for connecting with me. This guy just needs to go have some time to rest, need to get something to eat, and just, yeah, have a, have a nice, nice day. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Sister Diony. Thank you, uh, Sister Tina. Uh, Brother Giwa, thank you so much. Thank you, Misa. Thank you. Derek, thank you. Thank you. And those for those who are watching us, thank you everyone for connecting with us this afternoon. I want to believe that somehow we've been able to push further this concept of training and teaching. We're dealing with, amen, the ministry of the prophetic and we're looking at understanding the prophetic spirit and its functionality in our lives. All right. We're not just seeking for being a prophet. No, we want to We want to come into our original identity so that when we have this thing, guess what? We can become the best in our workplace. We can become the best, amen, in our, in our functionality in life. We can, I mean, there's no area of life that you are called to function. If you don't know the things that we're talking about, you'll not be able to function effectively. Your prophetic identity allows you to function, amen, as, as, you know, as the best of the best, whatever thing that is amen just continue to function there be a businessman businesswoman a career person amen uh, 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 you're into governments administrations you become the best you're raising a child amen all of this gives you insight into how to live life that's what i'm talking about it's not just becoming a prophet no no <laughs> That's if God if God has called you to be one, you will be one. Amen. You, you, you will not need me. Amen. You will not need this teaching to become one. This teaching will only enhance that grace and that giftings. You see, you can you can hear a message of the prophetic. Suddenly you want to be a prophet. It doesn't work like that. I I get into what I'm saying. We'll talk about that later someday. God, God bless you. I hope you have been blessed. Have yourself a wonderful day. God bless you. Bye-bye. Love you all. <laughs>